The bite is on on Leech Lake, and we'll get the details from a guy who knows Leech Lake inside and out. Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures has all the details coming up. in the sand, pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man, but the wife she just don't understand, I love walleye, perch, trout and bass and if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four stroke right in the back, cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me when I'm fishing for bugging country This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, we're checking in with Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures today. Uh, we haven't talked to Jason for a while. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kev. Well, Jason, it's been a weird year. Um, so many of the guides that I talk to uh, are also educators, and so for for those people, uh, their regular work got all upended, and then their guide work for a while got all upended and kind of probably is still to some degree. So you guys have been uh, going through all all kinds of changes since about mid-March. It's been something else. Uh, Probably historical. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this ever again, at least since in our lifetimes at least. And uh, it's it's kind of been a whirlwind roller coaster up and down, and uh, it seems like uh, the one thing I've learned in the process is write everything down in pencil and be prepared to change it the very next day. <laughs> and yeah, we've been working through the process, you know, two people with a, uh, with a, with a guide and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're working around it. I mean, we're finding ways to get people out and we've had to, you know, split, split the trip up and maybe go in and pick up new people halfway through the day or, uh, utilize follow boats or, or get another guide or, and whatever, but we're, we seem to be making do with it. Um, you know, obviously we, we've had some cancellations and I think all guides have had to deal with that a little bit too, but, uh, I think people are still at the same time chomping at the bit to, to kind of get away and, um, you know, go, go fishing and, and get out on the lake and, and still kind of maybe have, have and feel a little sense of normalcy in their lives. So I know as guides, we were excited to get going on May 18th and, and, uh, it's been pretty busy since, you know, obviously maybe not quite as busy as it was. A year ago, um, you know, and you're just going crazy, 100, 100 miles an hour. But um, I, I see the ball starting to roll a lot more, and uh, you know, we got guys on the water every day, and everybody seems to be adapting and following protocol and sanitizing boats and doing everything we need to do to make sure we make this a great uh, experience for our people. So, Jason, uh, you're, as I noted, a, a teacher and a coach in the Brainerd area. Uh, are you from the Brainerd area originally? No, not originally. I'm a farm kid from northwest Iowa. Oh. Who, uh, grew up fishing farm ponds in the Iowa Great Lakes, and and uh, I then just grew up going to northern Minnesota my whole life and, and fishing Leech Lake starting in, you know, kind of late high school and in college, and then we just spent a lot of time going to Lake Vermilion. And, and so it's always been a part of the state I've wanted to live, and we just finally had that opportunity 12 years ago, my wife and I and our girls, to come on up to Brainerd and... Uh, and one thing led to another, and pretty soon was I've always had the, the the vision and dream of being a fishing guide, and uh, started doing a little bit of that on the side, and then ultimately joined up with the boys, Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and now we're going on, I think this is our tenth year now as a guide service. So it uh, it's crazy how time flies. How many guys do you have in your crew? So we've got nine now. We added uh, two more this year. Um, we added this year. We added Nick Miltzmore who has been a guy down in the Brainerd area for quite some time, and so he's going to do quite a bit of work 
um, down in the Brainerd and Mille Lacs Whitefish area. And then we added Colby Gallagher, who is also a teacher. Uh, and he is uh, lives over by Grand Rapids, and he's going to spend most of his time um, guiding over on the Winnebagashish and in the Grand Rapids area. So uh, just kind of expanding our footprint a little bit more. You know, we guide, I think we're obviously known for Leech Lake, and we do a large chunk of our trips on Leech Lake. Um, you know, but I, people forget we do Cass Lake, we do Leech, we do Mille Lacs, Brainerd, Whitefish, um, Winnebagash. We do, you know, sometimes Grand Rapids. Uh, Hackensack. Um, we cover a pretty large area, our, our, our nine guides now. So, uh, which is fun. You know, it's, it's fun to get people out and take them in different areas and, and, and whatnot. So it, uh, our footprint just continues to be ex- expanding, it seems like, each year. Well, you have been uh, spending a lot of time on Leech. What are we finding out on Leech Lake so far this uh, season? You know, Leech has been pretty good. Uh, it's like anything. You, know, you get those days where maybe the sun gets a little high, gets a little calm, might get a little tough. But uh, the lake is definitely transitioning. Um, you know, you could, the great thing about leech right now is you can almost catch them on anything that you like to do. Um, if you want, you want to catch them on a jig in the middle, you can catch them on a jig in the middle. Some days that bite might be really good, and some days it might not be as good. Uh, it seems like some days we had one day here the last week. I was actually fishing with Toby. We were doing having a fun little uh, little competition amongst our uh, our group because leech like walleye classic got canceled, so we. We just kind of made do and made the most of it and had a little fun last weekend fishing against each other. And, and we had one day where we caught them really good on crawlers. And the next day, crawlers weren't worth a darn, and we caught them really, really good on leeches. So um, it's just kind of one of those times of year where you can catch them on almost lots of different kinds of presentations, but at the same time, you really need to be prepared to have minnows in your boat, have crawlers in your boat, have leeches in your boat, um, if you want to cast them artificials, you can catch some on that right now, or you can catch them on slip bobbers. Uh, I've even heard people trolling crankbaits in the evening and catching some fish. So it's, uh, it's kind of that time of year where the fish are transitioning. They're getting off a lot of that shallow structure where maybe you catch them in the month of May, um, you know, during the, the shiner spawn. And now they're getting out onto those break lines. And so we're catching a lot of our fish right now, anywhere from 10 to 16 feet of water. Uh, a lot of them are going to be on break lines where we have transitions, rock and gravel, um, even finding some areas where there's even bug hatches happening already. Some of the midges and such are, happen- are hatching, and so a lot of times where you find those bug hatches is where you find the, the really small perch, and so a lot of the uh, walleyes are feeding on those perch as well. And so with that, um, even finding some of those mud transition areas where there is a bug, a bug hatch going is a great place to pull a lindy rig with a leech or a crawler or even pulling a spinner uh, with the same thing. So it's, uh, it's kind of a pick your poison deal right now, uh, which is fun. Um, as fishing guides, it's just every day it's kind of like it's a little puzzle. And, um, you go out there and you think you got them one day on that, the next day you might, but you might have to change up gears and, and do something completely different. But the fish are on the move, uh, the fish are active, they're feeding. Uh, and I think the month of June is going to be really good. It's typically one of the best months to be on, on the lake is the month of June. You kind of, it's fun too. It's unique because you kind of, you kind of see the transition of the traditional jig and shiner bite to lindy rigs with creature baits like leeches and crawlers to the bug hatch, which then kind of morphs into using spinners and different types of spinners and trolling. And then as you kind of get into the late summer of June uh, into July, that's when you kind of start getting into some different, you know, more of your midsummer ch- tactics and, and things that you would do throughout the lake. So it's a fun month. I think it's my favorite month to be on leech just because of that, because, you just always got to be ready to go, and it's it's just it's never every day is a different day, and that that's kind of what makes it fun in my mind. 
You know, the, the really interesting thing about Leech Lake is, I mean, it's a big enough lake that there's going to be a few different areas where you're going to find a walleye bite. But they're also, those different areas are almost in some ways different lakes and are, have whole different personalities and uh, ways to fish them. You know, you're exactly right. And we, we, we found that to be true here this last week. Uh, Toby and I were out filming a, a show for the Lund Ultimate Fishing Experience on Monday. And it, it was one of those things where, you know, the fish are always biting somewhere on the lake. You just got to find them. And Leech, is, as you said, it's, it's massive. And it's, it's broken up into all these unique, it's like every little part of the lake is like its own individual lake. And you've got places like Walker Bay, Agency Bay, Cabacona Bay that are these deep, um, super, you know, steep drops, bars, humps, different places. You know, they fish more like a traditional, you know, like a midsummer kind of lake where sometimes, you know, it's hard to maybe catch them a little bit in the spring in there, but they are there and you can catch them. Uh, but then when you get into like places like Steamboat Bay, Shingaby Bay, Miller Bay on the south end, um, you know, Boy Bay, Headquarters Bay, and Portage Bay, then you start looking at things that are more weed-driven bays where you have more walleyes that are relating to weeds, cabbage weeds, sand grass, um, and some of those types of things. And so then you fish them different in those places. And, and then you get out onto the main lake, and on the west side you got tons of sand flats, um, Traders Bay, Sucker Bay uh, as well, and you're dealing with these areas where you've got some weed lines, but you got massive flats and structure. You got to kind of pinpoint these walleyes on, and then when you get into the traditional main lake, that turns into these rock reefs and bars like Annex and Submarine and Big Rock Reef, um, and then it's completely different. So you're right; you can literally travel and go 15 minutes and be—it's like be on a completely different lake. And then understanding how the fish relate on that part of the lake during that time of year because it could be completely different. You might catch them in say eight feet of water on a flat by, by Goose Island, but then you go out onto the main lake and you're going to find the fish in, say, 15, 16 feet of water along the rock reef or, and along a break line. So it's just understanding, you know, number one is where is the bait? That's the mo- most important thing is if you find the bait, and this is always a great piece of advice I tell people, when you're fishing leech, it's, it's a clear body of water. And walleyes, clear water, sun especially, could be a tough, a tough deal sometimes. And so people a lot of times, you know, with the... The evolution of electronics is you want to drive until you until you mark fish. Well, on leech, sometimes that means you drive and you drive over the fish and you spook the fish. And so, what I tell people a lot of times, if if you're not comfortable using like side scan um, or side imaging, then drive until you start seeing bait. And when you start seeing bait, there's probably going to be fish around. And so that's you know if if you're not seeing fish but you're seeing bait. Key in on those depths and then really kind of start picking those areas apart. I mean, I don't necessarily drive anymore until I see a giant school of fish, but if I'm fishing on a break line and I start seeing pods of bait and maybe even a, a fish or two, I'll know that there's more fish in that area. So let the bait tell you where the fish are, and sometimes that's a, that's a win-win for, for a fisherman on the lake. We're talking Leech Lake with Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. More coming up. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country is presented by Northland Fishing Tech. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We're celebrating our 30th year. Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest. As we delve into Leech Lake, June is a great time to go fishing. And with all the species on Leech, it's a great lake to be on. 
Well, certainly Leech Lake not only is a uh, walleye factory, but, it, you know, bass and muskies. Uh, what are you hearing from other anglers about the other species right now? You know, the, um, in terms of panfish, um, last week was very, very good. The uh, crappies were still kind of on their beds, but now they're pulling off. Uh, the bluegills, um, I stay at our cats, have a camper at a resort, and um, a couple people were out just panfishing last week, and they just did incredibly well on, on panfish. Uh, the bluegills were, are relating to a lot of the reed beds. Um, they're up in moon shallow. The crappies are kind of starting to slide off, so they'll be found in more of the, the weed flats um, away from the spawning grounds. And so pan fishing is great. Uh, I've heard uh, bass fishing overall is pretty good. Um, we uh, sounds like the, the smallies are up tight to the uh, the rocks. Uh, the largemouth, I don't do a ton of largemouth fishing. I do a little bit more smallie fishing than they do largemouth fishing, but... Um, they know the largemouth are found. You know, the guys are catching them up in steamboat. They're catching them in sucker. Uh, I actually saw a lot of bass boats out last weekend bopping around. Uh, there's probably a bass tournament coming up. And then muskie fishing starts this weekend. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a lake that, you know, leech in say mid July all the way into August really becomes the, the place to be for muskie fishing. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of get scared off by it in the, in say early June. Um, but for a lot of guys, it's, uh, it's an, it's an open water deal. You gotta, you gotta fish them out in the open water or you gotta find their emergent, you know, weed beds and you'll find some muskies in those places too. But, um, you know, the guys that do it for us, Toby and Tim and, and such, they're out there and they're gonna, they're gonna focus on a lot of your, your deeper structures and those muskies, you know, they're gonna have pulled off from the spawn and they're gonna just kind of out there just, just relaxing and recouping from the spawn, and um, and, and they, you can catch some big fish this time of year. Just open water trolling or trolling near your structure, um, you know, and just and those fish will. Uh, it's I haven't done it myself, but talking to those guys, it, it's a pretty deep bite when you're just kind of trolling out, trolling out in the middle of uh, nowhere or near a steep break line, and all of a sudden your rod just uh, you know keels over, and you're you're reeling in the 48 inch muskie. So. Uh, I definitely wouldn't rule it out for those musky anglers. Um, those guys know a lot more than I do when it comes to musky fishing, but uh, I think there's still some some decent fishing to be had in the month of June out there. You know, I I, I don't know if musky anglers would agree with me, but uh, I, you know, I swear I hear as many stories of walleye guys catching muskies as I hear of musky guys catching muskies. But maybe that's just because they don't tell anybody anything. Well, actually, this last weekend, um, Tim Hansky, one of our guides, we were fishing our little our little Leech Lake Derby we decided to have amongst our group. And uh, he had about a 46, 47-inch muskie latch onto a 17-inch walleye. Um, and uh, and he didn't want to let go. And finally, after about five minutes, it let let go and kind of swam back down. But, um, it's, it's yeah, I've, I've heard of guys catching them on jigs and shiners this year. Um, it's, it's not uncommon for that to happen out there. And uh, it doesn't maybe happen as much as one might think, but at the same time it might because uh, – Sometimes, sometimes people may just not tell you, but um, I've heard a lot of people seeing them, um, you know, up in the shallows as well, moving around. So um, you just never know. That's the best, the best thing about fishing. You, you might cast that line out one time and think you're going to catch that, and the next time you catch something completely different. Hey, one of the things you got uh, going on is a video series called uh, Guide's Life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is our second year doing it. Last year we uh, we did it as well, and uh, we had great. Uh, uh, great success with it. We got great feedback from it. Um, we have, you know, very, very strong supporting sponsors um, who, who help us out with it. Um, and so last year we kind of highlighted each individual guide within our group, um, and everybody kind of told their their story of their of their guide life. And then now this year, as we transition, we'll we'll tell the stories of our, our of our two new guides I mentioned earlier, and then 
Um, you know, one of our most popular episodes last year was the Guy Wars, and um, where we uh, we had fun with uh, two different teams, and then we actually filmed it this past weekend, and uh, we had three teams this year, and I won't say a whole lot about it, but uh, it was more walleye based this year, and we had a a point system, and um, it was it was pretty neat. Um, I think it's going to turn out really good. Uh, we caught a lot of really nice fish, uh, and we did some kind of unique things um, to kind of make it a challenge for each team. And and then now as we move forward, we'll uh, we'll we're going to film some episodes with all of our guides, um, you know, doing things on Leech Lake and uh, and some of the other surrounding areas, and um, and, and just it's a it's a great deal. You know, we work with places like uh, Blue Water Lodge. Um, Blackfish Gear, uh, North Edge Exteriors is new this year, uh, Ray Sport Marine, where we get all our boats from, uh, you know, Clam Outdoors, uh, Cedar Point Realty, um, and, and we just, we work with all these, these people and they're just, they're supportive of us and, and what we do and, and, um, Swanson's, uh, Bait and Hackensack is another one. So we just, um, we're excited about it. It, it continues to build steam. We actually, um, started a Guide Life podcast. Uh, we've uh, done three or four of those episodes now. They kind of just talk fishing and talk about the what's going on in our lives as fishing guides, and so it's uh, it's kind of become a brand for us as a as a company. The, the whole the guide life aspect, and uh, we're proud to keep really providing that content for people and make it fun and unique and, and informative, but yet tell our stories as fishing guides. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, talking Leech Lake area fishing, and also talking about a big event they've got coming up. The Ultimate Fishing Camp, COVID or not, sounds like you guys are going to be able to pull that off. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've been kind of waiting for this June 1st you know, deadline to come along, and um, I, I think everybody kind of has been, and then every obviously the unfortunate events are happening down in Minneapolis. I think a lot of the uh covid related things have maybe even gotten put on the the back burner a little bit in my opinion but it is what it is they gotta you know you gotta deal with the matters that are at hand and that's obviously important uh so we talked with all parties involved here really this week and we decided that uh, we believe we can make it happen um you know i've got 20 participants who i think are all chomping at the bit to come and enjoy the event and um it's something they've been looking forward to for a year now and so we, uh, we're going to make it happen. Um, it's going to maybe look a little bit different. Um, obviously the two, the two participants with a pro is something like what the guys have to do anyway. So that's, that's normal. Um, and that's something that's always been anyway, but just some of the, the strategic aspects of the event and how we do things and how we, you know, serve food. And, uh, you know, so we're, I'm creating a COVID plan and, um, and we're going to get that all dialed in. And it, like I said, it may have a little bit different look to it, but ultimately the experience of, People being able to come and spend two and a half days learning from all these Lund pros and and really just learning more about fishing and being part of the Lund boat family, um, that's not going to go away. Uh, we're just going to have to maybe jump over a few hurdles and, uh, and do a few extra things to you know just make sure we meet our, our regulations and what we need to do. But um, we're excited, I think, for everybody, pros, uh, myself, um, our company, and all the participants. I think it's just that sense of like, hey, this is something we've done for the last five years. It feels normal to us. Maybe we're just continue to take that um, another step towards, you know, making some real progress in all of our lives. For those who maybe haven't uh, listened to this show before, that I find that shocking. But if, if there are people like that, uh, <laughs> explain to them what is the Ultimate Fishing Camp all about? What, what goes uh, on you know, there? It's an event now. This is our fifth year doing it. And really what it is, it's, uh, it's an event for people to come uh, and attend. And it's kind of like a school. Um, 
we don't like calling it school. We like calling it camp because when you were a kid, you know, you always got excited to go to camp. And when you <laughs> went to camp, you you maybe learned how to canoe or kayak or you know do some different things at camp. And so we thought, you know, let's, let's call it fishing camp. And so we have twenty people every year uh, who come, and we've got ten pros, so it's two participants with a pro. And basically, it's ninety um, percent of it is on the water. Um, you're out there with a pro in the morning. You swap out and go with another pro in the afternoon. Uh, it's a multi-species school, so we cover walleyes, pike, muskie, and bass. And we people just kind of rotate through, so you get a chance to fish with five different pros over the course of uh, two and a half days. And it's it's very hands-on. You're learning how to do all these different presentations and and how to read electronics. We have um, Lawrence comes; they're one of the sponsors of the event. They come and do an on-the-water seminar where we take people out in boats and they they, they learn more about the Lawrence electronics. And um, it's it's and then and finally, it's just so much more about the family and the camaraderie piece. You know, for a lot of people, you know, when you go to a a Northwest sports show, for example, and there are hundreds, thousands of people walking around, and and you see these pros, and you know, we've got Ted Takasaki and Perry Good and Scott Glorigan and Tony Roach, and then three of our leisure guys and and Ryan DeShane, and we got this great group of guys who come to the event. Well, when you see these people at sports shows, a lot of times. You know they're bombarded with other people, and it's so hard to have that really close one-on-one conversation with them. And so, by keeping the event to a, a smaller number, like we do, it's really actually a real intimate opportunity for people to really have those conversations with people without feeling intimidated and being within this large setting that you would be at a sports show or a seminar. And and now people literally, we sit down and and the, the participants eat eat lunch or dinner with the pros and they just talk and and they're comfortable and they don't feel like they're you know competing for time or anything like that and so you really it's had a really neat um feel to the whole event and and so it's just something every year and it's become one of those things where uh people register and then they call and then we get it full and then it seems like every year we filled up in like four weeks um and so it's really become a neat event for our guide service to host but also for lunch boats um, and chase on the lake as well. So too late to get into this year's event, I'm guessing. Yes, too late to get into this year's event. Uh, if people are interested in the 2021 uh, event, they should reach out to me. We do an early email registration, and usually about early December or so, um, I send it out to people who inquired about the event this year but couldn't get in, and then we just kind of work off of that, and we get into it. Usually by about mid-January, um, we kind of we're close to getting it full, and, and we kind of work through it. So. If people are interested, they could just email or call me. Uh, my email is jasonf um, at leisureoutdooradventures.com, or you can call our 1-800 number. And um, and also you can go to the ultimatefishingcamp.com, and we have a web page um, that talks about the event and shows the event. So, um, yeah, if people are interested in the 2021 event, uh, they can certainly get a hold of me, and I can get their name on the list. Okay, very cool. Well, before we wrap up, I mean, we got to talk a little football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason uh, Freed, of course, has been an assistant coach with Brainerd for years, but is now the new head coach there, and I haven't had a chance to, uh, on the air, say congratulations, Jason, so we'll do that right now. Congratulations on your elevation to head uh, Brainerd High School football coach. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been exciting. It, uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind. I kind of like the guide service. Um, I got the job uh, two weeks before Governor Wall's announcement about COVID in schools. So fortunately, I was able to get a, a team meeting done before that. And um, and but every since then, it's been a lot of virtual um, <laughs> meetings. Um, uh, I've had a I've had to hire seven coaches um, 
and that's been a challenge uh, with the whole COVID and meeting. And uh, actually, uh, uh, we had a little coaching staff. Uh, we've had a couple meetings since, um, and I've actually two of the coaches. I had to hire them, and um, and we just ended up talking over the phone and through Zoom and um, things like that. So it's been a, it's been a challenge, but um, it's fun. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Um, Football is a, a major, major part of my life, and it always has been. And I was a former head coach before I came to Brainerd. And so in the back of my mind, I was always kind of hoping that someday maybe I'd get back to being a head coach again. And so the opportunity came. And obviously I've got major, major shoes to fill in uh, <laughs> Coach Solsky's shoes. Um, you know, the guy did it for, for 58 years, I think it was. Wow. And um, is a legend in the state of Minnesota. He's a legend in Brainerd. And, um, you know, but um, obviously I've got those shoes and, and to follow, you know, step in and the footsteps to follow. But uh, we're excited about, you know, kind of putting our stamp on, on Warrior football uh, moving forward. And so we've been really busy uh, plugging along and, and getting the kids. And so now with, uh, with the summer, creates some more challenges. So we're going to find ways to be creative and, and get our kids involved and active this summer. And then um, I'm just, you know, people, people keep asking me about, you know, what's next fall going to bring? And are you going to have a football season or and I just say, hey, we're going to keep planning. Like um, when August seventeenth comes, we're going to walk down on that field, and we're going to we're going to be rocking and rolling, and we're going to have a normal fall. And and I think that's what we have to do as people right now. We can't be uh, we can't be down on things. We got to be optimistic. We got to we got to believe that uh, normalcy is going to come. And and so as a football staff and as a head football coach, that's that's my message. We're going to keep moving and pressing forward with Warrior football and all of everybody else that we we play. And um, we're looking forward to it. And Obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the sideline and uh, bantering a little bit between the, the old Brainerd Bemidji rivalry, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get a chance to win and get that bell back. Well, we'll see about that, but uh, <laughs> I, I do love the Bemidji Brainerd rivalry. Uh, just uh, a lot of shared values, I think, between the two programs. Uh, definitely a mutual admiration society between the coaches and the coaching staffs. And now this year, you know, the other thing that makes it interesting is two new head coaches. You. And stuff. Um, yeah, you know, and Brian and Brian and I are very good friends. We've become great friends um, the last ten years here, and uh, I was super excited for him. And um, we've ch- we've we've talked a lot. Everybody kind of looked at me like, "You talked to that <laughs> What the heck?" And I'm like, "Hey, man," I, I said, "It's like like you were saying, the rivalry is, is you know, you have rivalries that are that are they're deep, bitter rivalries, and then you have rivalries that are like Brian Bemidji that are." respected rivalries the coaching staff respect each other we see each other at clinics um brian and i have sat down and had dinner a couple times we've chatted over the phone we've talked football we've talked program um and so like you said it's, it's very mutual it's very respected um you know it's going to be hard fought and uh but when it's all said and done people are going to shake hands they're going to respect each other and uh and we're going to continue to move and go move forward that way so it, it is uh, it's definitely i would say obviously it was voted the the number one outstate rivalry by that uh, by that website. I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, by Hedrick yeah. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota North Star News or something like that. Um, but then uh, when it's all said and done, you've got two programs who just uh, who love the game of football and who just love playing each other every year. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's go back to fishing just for a second before we wrap it up, uh, Jason. Uh, if people want to book you or any of the guides from Leisure Outdoor Adventures. How do they go about doing that? Uh, they can just give us a call at one eight five five L O A hook and or go to our website, leisureoutdooradventures.com. We're also on Facebook. 
uh, and Instagram. If they uh, if they call us, I'll be the one that answers. I handle all the the bookings and the calendar and all that kind of stuff. I'm uh, a man who wears many hats, <laughs> and, um, and so whether they want to book with me or any of our guys, they'll just uh, they'll get on the phone with me and we'll get them on the water and we'll uh, we'll make sure they have a great time. Jason Freed, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Count. Coming up later this week, we'll check in with Fishing the Midwest's Mike Frisch. We'll hear from Jones on the Park Rapids area fishing scene, and Brad Hawthorne's going to join us to talk Malax, plus much more. It's all coming up this week on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, country.